Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome back to The Scorecard, your fast, fun hit of sport for Monday, the 22nd of March. I'm Liam Flanagan, and there are some massive stories to get you across today before you can show your face at work. So let's rip in. The AFL returned over the weekend, and if you want all the stats and scores, you can get those at AFL.com. But there are two huge stories to come out of the first round of footy. Handed off to Raul again. He's unstoppable and he drives it long, as good as it gets Come on. from this 18-year-old wonderkin. The AFL world fell in love with the Gold Coast Suns' number one draft pick, Matt Rowell, last year until a shoulder injury in round five ended his season. And yesterday, in his first game back against the West Coast Eagles, he was struck down again. Matt Rowell done for the game. His left knee is injured, clearly. Uh, and the doctor and also the club are telling us right now they're fearing that it could be a really bad injury. West Coast went on to defeat the Suns, and while Rao will head for scans today to examine the full extent of the knee injury, Suns coach Stuart Jew summed up the mood of the entire footy community. We clearly shouted for the lad. We want to see the best players playing. He's one of our best. He's done so much work. So to see him go down and have to put a brave face on again, it's your heart goes out to him. We'll wrap our arms around him and, and reload and go again. So while Rao is hoping for good news today, Cat star Patrick Dangerfield will be hoping for leniency. This is the head clash, so he gets rid of it. Dangerfield he has to get a week or two, boys. Goes he? in with the shoulder, and it's a, it's a head clash between the two of them. Dangerfield's bump that left Adelaide Crows defender Jake Kelly heavily concussed and with a broken nose on Saturday has been referred directly to the game's tribunal, with Dangerfield in danger of being off the field for potentially three weeks, as Nick Rewald explained on Fox Footy. You choose to bump your forfeit all right. So yeah. That's what we've been yeah. told. Yep. And despite the fact that there's there's no malice, there was no intention to get him high, no one goes in to get involved in a, in a head clash themselves because you're every chance of coming off second bets, but that's irrelevant. Unsurprisingly, Cats coach Chris Scott saw it differently. Sometimes players run into each other and there's a head clash. I don't think he intended to headbutt him, that's for sure. Um, so to my eye, it looked like he was doing everything he could to protect himself and the, and the other player. Completely unbiased opinion, of course, there from Scotty. This time last week, in an attempt to speed up his recovery from a broken collarbone, V8 Supercars Championship leader Shane Van Gisbergen was sleeping in a hyperbaric chamber. But last night, Van Gisbergen slept on a bed of glory. Unbelievable drive. Shane Van Gisbergen is the winner at Sandown after 36 crazy laps. With a broken left collarbone. Maximum points picking up where he left off at Mount Panorama. Van Gisbergen delivered a clean sweep of all three races at the weekend Sandown Super Sprint, becoming the first driver since 1994 to win the first five races of a season. And the last driver to achieve that feat, Mark Scaife, was not only on hand to witness Van Gisbergen's effort, but conveniently had a microphone in front of him too. The most amazing job I've ever seen from Van Gisbergen today. Van Gisbergen now takes a more than healthy lead in the Drivers' Championship to Tassie for the third race weekend of the series on April 10. With round two of the NRL in the rear vision mirror, all eyes are on Thursday night's grand final rematch between the Melbourne Storm and the Penrith Panthers. Melbourne have won it! And while the Panthers will take an undefeated record this season into the match, they unfortunately might not be taking their star player. Oh, Cleary keeps going again. He cops one from Dallin, the former teammate. This time it comes across Corey Allen, the first one. Thank you. Get that into your Wooshka. Straight across the Huckleberry. 
Huckleberry. I don't. Oh, Huckleberry Finn. Chin. I get it. Yeah, good one. I'll use that. Cleary was forced from the field by the hit from Dallin Martini Zalesniak in the Panthers' win against the Bulldogs. And while he passed the initial concussion protocols in the sheds, he will still have to undergo further testing this week to determine if he's available for Thursday night's clash. Meanwhile, spare a thought for Cronulla Sharks' Chad Townsend this morning. Townsend has missed. My goodness. Can he take it back to his childhood and bang it over? Townsend has missed it left. Oh boy, he's one from three. The normally ever-reliable kicker lived out every goal kicker's nightmare last night against the Raiders when he essentially had the yips. But despite that, he still had the opportunity to force Golden Point in the final minute of the game. Five in from touch. 24 metres out. Right boot, he swung it left again. Straight off the boot. The Raiders won 12-10 and I reckon Chad will be buying an NRL team's worth of coffees this morning. The King is dead. Well, he's not dead, but the King is certainly wounded. LeBron, ooh, down he goes and he grabs his ankle. LeBron with his right ankle and he's hurting. LeBron James was forced to leave the game in the first half of the Lakers' loss to the Atlanta Hawks over the weekend. Straight to the locker room. Now, LeBron has a high threshold for pain, clearly, as we've seen throughout his career. Frustration there. He probably knew it was bad. MRI said it's a high ankle sprain. The Lakers have announced James is out indefinitely, and while the injury certainly won't be season-ending for LeBron, his time on the sidelines will likely impact, one, his hopes of claiming his fifth league MVP award, and two, the Lakers' hopes of securing a high playoff seed, given they're already without their other superstar, Anthony Davis, something that Lakers coach Frank Vogel was all too aware of. Certainly going to be a challenge when you're any time you're undermanned, but if you play team-first team basketball and you defend at a high level, you have a chance to win, and uh, that'll be our mindset. I just thank God LeBron has already finished filming Space Jam 2. I know we've hit footy season and no one really gives a toss about cricket anymore, but I just had to include this next story. There's the shout from Bird, and he's given it. Hughes is gone. New South Wales didn't get off to a fly in their Sheffield Shield clash against Tasmania when they lost Daniel Hughes before they'd scored a run. But trust me, it gets worse. Another shout from Bird, and another one's gone. Two for none. Two wickets down, still no run scored. Off the edge of Patterson, and he's gone. It's three for none. Three wickets down, still no run scored. Gone. Caught it short leg. Bird's got four. Look, it essentially went on like this for quite a while. Tassie paceman Jackson Bird ripped the heart, the kidneys, the liver, and any other essential organs out of the New South Wales lineup, dismissing them for 32 runs. 32. It is the lowest total in the state's history and fourth lowest total in the history of the competition. You guys suck. Unsurprisingly, Tasmania currently lead the match by 492 runs. And that is your Monday-sized fast fun hit of sport. Now you're free to rip into your new week. I'm Liam Flanagan. We'll see you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.